Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Welcome to a global anniversary celebration. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Today is a big, big day. It is a celebration of the birth of the world's largest religion, Christianity. Yes, my friend, today is the day when millions and millions of people around the world believe that the church was formed. Let me take you back to something that Jesus said that is found in Matthew 16, verse 18. He said, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Before he was crucified, Jesus made this declaration that he is going to build, create, form something called the church, and its most prominent opposition will be Satan and his forces. But Jesus made it clear that that force, regardless of its strength, will never be able to overpower, destroy, or stop the very existence of the church. The church consists of Every person who believes that Jesus is the Savior and professes faith in Jesus as their Lord. All such persons are part of one body called the church, and it is all about Jesus. In one section of the Bible, it presents Jesus as the foundation of the church, and every member of the church is considered a living stone. And the analogy takes it further by saying that the stones together are building a spiritual house, which is called the church. In another section of the Bible, Jesus is referred to as the head of the church, similar to the husband who is considered the head of a married couple. So how comes this day became the anniversary of the birth of church? It is a dramatic combination of events that is responsible for the birth of this institution of which Jesus is the head. Jesus himself had promised his followers that he was going to return to heaven and shortly after he would send the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, who he described as another comforter, meaning that the Holy Spirit is equal in nature and status to God the Father and God the Son. Anyway, there was this group of Jesus' followers, 120 of them, who were waiting in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to arrive. And he came in a dramatic form on the day of Pentecost. That day is one of the seven major feast days or festival on the Jewish calendar. These feasts were fixed, and in the case of Pentecost, it was the fourth major feast on the calendar. Pentecost is calculated based on the end of the preceding feast, the Feast of First Fruits. They would then count 50 days forward, and that 50th day is called the Day of Pentecost, or the true Jewish name is the Feast of Harvest, or the Feast of Weeks. It is considered the beginning of the harvest season in spring. You have to know that Pentecost was one of the most important feasts, and so Jewish people in the diaspora, as well as those who lived in Israel, would get together for this great festival, which would last several days. 
The disciples did not anticipate it, but Jesus was deliberate in sending the Holy Spirit during this great festival because he knew that thousands of Jewish people would be in Jerusalem that day to witness the birth of the church. Well, surely enough, the Holy Spirit arrived that day, but in such a manner like you've never seen or heard of before. The followers were in this place they called the upper room, and suddenly something unusual happened. There was a sound from the skies that sounded like a huge and fast-moving burst of wind, and the sound and the wind filled up the room. While that was going on, they saw a strange sight. There saw pieces of something that looked like fire in the air in the room, and in an instance, each piece of fire sat on the head of each person in that room. 120 persons, 120 pieces of fire, the exact number as of persons in the room. The next thing that happened in the room is mysterious at best and hard to explain. The Bible says that they all all 120 of them were filled with the Spirit. It seems as if this invisible being entered into each person. Nothing was said about their behavior, but listen, they each began to speak unknown languages, otherwise called speaking in tongues. What made this phenomenal is that the people who were in the city had come from different parts of the world and as many places of origin, they had that many different languages. The people in the upper room were speaking the languages of the people outside the upper room and all at the same time. And those people outside soon realized that they on the inside were all saying the same thing, but in different languages. What added to the strangeness of it is that the folks in the upper room were ordinary Galileans with limited education. And the only way they could have known these foreign languages if, if is one, they learned it in school, which they didn't, or they lived in these foreign places, which they didn't. That more than anything else led to a turning point of events that day. The people outside tried to make sense of what was happening and came up with all kinds of explanation, including claiming that they must be drunk. And eventually Peter, acting as a spokesman for the upper room crowd, stood up and explained that what is going on in the upper room is something that was prophesied by Joel the prophet hundreds of years ago, that Jesus who had promised that the Holy Spirit would come is the one who they had crucified a few weeks before and that he is in fact the Son of God, or to use Peter's words, God has made Jesus both Lord and Christ. That was different. Nobody had ever heard such a sermon before, and so they asked, how can we become part of this thing that you're talking about? Peter told them they had to believe on Jesus. Catch this. Many, many, many people believed, and here is the clincher. 3,000 new converts were added to the church that day. Did the Bible say the church? It sure did, because what happened with the 120 with the coming of the Holy Spirit that morning was the birth of the church that Jesus promised to build on himself as the foundation. So there you have it, my friend. Joining the celebration, especially if you're a member of this global community of Jesus followers. This is how it began on the day of Pentecost.
Why don't you share with me about your celebration where you are by sending an email to friendofclyde at gmail.com.